Good morning. morning. I was saying hi. Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, April 5th, 2021, and today we are reading from the big book. We are on page 48 on the second paragraph, The Practical Individual, one paragraph only today. And today's readers are, thank you everyone for your service today and Team Monday, Leon B., Kathy S., Nancy P., Pam R., Kim T. Our newcomer greeter today will be Claire E., and our host for the second unrecorded hour, Maria F. The reference numbers for yesterday's Sunday edition, special edition, April 4th, 2021, is 16,702. That's 16702. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Pam R. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Pam. Good morning, Pam R., compulsive overeater from Texas. These are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all the persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the results of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Pam. I will now ask for Kim T. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning. The 12 Traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility outside or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or in prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. My pass. Thank you so much, Kim. All righty. So this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. Again, there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 48 on the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Leon B. to get us started. Go ahead, Leon. Good morning, this is Leon B. Gratefully recovered in Simpsonville, South Carolina. The practical individual of today is a stickler for facts and results. Nevertheless, the twentieth century nevertheless the twentieth century readily accepts theories of all kinds, 
provided they are firmly grounded in fact. We have numerous theories, for example, about electricity. Everybody believes them without a murmur of doubt. Why this ready, why this ready acceptance? Simply because it is impossible to explain what we see, feel, direct, and use without a reasonable assumption as a starting point. Um, you know, I've, I really enjoyed going through this um, chapter so far, and, and, and this is um, a great chapter. And um, I didn't really have a problem with, with believing in God. What I didn't know is that, you know, I had no clue how to, how to access him. And, uh, and I think this chapter does a, a wonderful job at um, explaining why we should believe in a, in a power greater than ourselves. And, and I like how this chapter, this, this particular paragraph talks about, about these facts and, and results. And, and I'm, I, ha I have a, a, a profession where, you know, I need facts and results. I, you know, I just do. You know, but when it comes to this compulsive eating thing, you know, it's just something I could not explain. You know, and as they say in these rooms, you know, my best thinking, you know, landed me here on this line. So I realized I don't, I don't know anything. You know, and this paragraph speaks of facts, and the facts for me is that I know that there's something greater out there that is obviously more powerful than me and more knowing than me and is everywhere I need it to be, and I happen to, to call that that power God. And this program has also taught me, and this is in a big book, that the central fact of my life today is the absolute certainty that my creator has entered into my heart and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And I'll pass it back. Have a wonderful Monday. Thank you so much, Leon. Okay. So we are going to start to take names. And um, if you have shared on uh, Thursday or Friday, we ask that you please let others share. We value your experience, strength, and hope, but we try to let it every three days before you share again. So who would like to share on what was read? Wait, hold on a sec. I missed the first two people who came in together. It's all jumbled up. I got a patty in there. Liz E U K. Liz. All right, I got you, Liz. Johan N. Uh, who is that? Johan N. Oh, Johan. Gotcha. Kim G. Kim. That Liz, Johan, Kim. I think it was a Patty. Anyone else? Judy yeah, K. Uh, Judy K. Gotcha. Anyone else? Okay. I don't know if I got the patty right. Patty, uh, did I get a patty in there? Could you unmute and let me know? Okay. Maybe I got that wrong. All right. So we've got Liz, Johan, Kim, and Judy. Go ahead, Liz. You're up. 
Morning. My name is Liz E for Elegant. I'm recovered from the UK and I'm also available for sponsoring. Thank you so much to everybody for your service today. It's just amazing. Um, I'm coming up to a year so uh, with vision for you and a new found freedom. It's just amazing. So when it says here, the um, it readily accepts theories of all kinds. Wow, I would accept the theories of so many ways to get control of my eating. It was just ridiculous, absolutely nuts. Um, but um, today, um, I, I have a different belief. And through this big book, I have been able to accept and understand that my number one problem is I lack power. And today I understand that. And today um, I can see, feel and direct that. And I just learn something amazingly revolutionary every one or two weeks. I learn every day. But the other day, I was just really struggling. Why do I want to override my gut reaction? Because now I've put the food down, I feel things. And I was able to talk to fellows who were able to help me see and understand that that's just, that my gut reaction is generally pretty accurate. But I did not trust it before. And so I just overrode it overrode it rather and for me it is just amazing that I can now be in tune with my body I can listen I can understand and when I get into a bad place um, of not being able to understand it and I feel that icky feeling I don't have anything more technical than I get ickiness inside of me and not but I know I need to pick up the phone, talk to people and ask for help. And that is, that's what this paragraph has given me. So thank you very much for letting me sharing and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Liz. Okay, Johan. Johan, you're up. Hi, my name is Johan M. I'm in... I'm a recovered compulsive eater, and I'm in Fallen in Sweden. Thanks so much for service this morning and uh, for the share so far. Uh, it's been great being here and for this paragraph as well. I mean, I was a stickler for facts and results, and uh, that was also the thing that uh, in the end uh, brought me here. Uh, I, was, uh, I was really beaten by this disease. I was hopeless. I didn't have anywhere else to go, uh, but I could see that this program worked on others. Uh, and uh, I mean, today there is uh, hundreds of 12-step fellowships that are all coming from this book. Uh, so, so this program, I could see that this program really worked. And it talks about uh, also acceptance. And when I when I could accept this, and I I I had my first step experience. I jumped in with two foot in the program, two feet. Uh, and with that, I uh, started working uh, the steps. I put the food down 
uh, I started working the steps really fast and uh, I had a spiritual experience which completely uh, had my my mind uh, shift. So um, this paragraph today uh, tells me that uh, I, I am a still a stickler for, for facts and results and today I can see that it's working for for so many people and it's also working for me as long as I stay in this program work it to the best of my ability one day at a time step 10 11 and 12 uh, and if I do that I stay connected with this higher power uh, that I that that are keeping me abstinent because I cannot keep myself abstinent I need to have this connection with a higher power in order to stay abstinent and to enjoy this wonderful, amazing life that I have today. So I'm so grateful for these vision meetings. They have, you know, been a huge, had a huge impact on my recovery. Good, good uh, sponsorship within Norway and uh, a big book uh, and uh, 12 steps as they are outlined there. Because without this, I, I don't know where I uh, would be. But today I'm happy, joyous and free. So thank you. I pause. Thank you so much, Johan. Okay, Kim G, you are up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from South Jersey, recovered since January 2011. And I, and I love this paragraph, you know, the stickler for facts and results. You know, I, I went through 12 years of Catholic school, so I never read this chapter. Why would I have these beliefs? But the fact was that the beliefs I had were not sufficient for me to ever stop eating. Um, one, one of my favorite AA speakers is Sandy B. And he said something which just so hit me. This is why my beliefs weren't sufficient. He talked about being in um, a church with his, he's Catholic too, a church with his sister. And his sister would look at the crucifix and, crucifix and say, my God, look how much God loved us that he rose his son from the dead. And he said he would sit there and look at the crucifix and go, Oh my God, if that's what God did to his only son, what is he going to do to me? And that's, that was my problem. It, my beliefs were killing me. I was afraid of God. And then when it talks about this ready acceptance, you know, they're talking about electricity. I think of the, you know, your, your phone. Everybody wants to get the newest phone. We don't even know what the new features are. We're so eager with technology. My personal um, you know, thing that I use for myself is, is the GPS. You know, I have no sense of direction, can't tell east, west, south, north. And when that GPS came out, I felt no need to know where those satellites were. I felt no need to know who, who developed it. I didn't need to talk to the engineers. I didn't know, need to see the patent. It was my powerlessness and my sense of direction that made me get this GPS. And every time I got from point A to point B, I began to have faith in that GPS. So in step two, I don't need to believe anything. The only thing that this book is trying to, this chapter is trying to tell me is do I need a power? And I'm finding from my powerlessness from the prior chapters, I am being shown that I need a power and therefore I'm open to it. And once again, using my GPS, I used to have to plug into my cigarette lighter. And then I got it on an app. And then I got a social media app that I remember going to a, a big book study for 15 weeks and I, I would plug it, you know, open it up on my phone and it would tell me today it would take me 45 minutes. Next week it might take me an hour. The next week it might be 35 minutes. 
one minute I have to take the Ben Franklin Bridge and then the, the Betsy Ross Bridge and I-95 and Street Road, always got there because I just followed the direction of this GPS. And even more recently, it now hooks up with my calendar and it pops up and it reminds me when I need to go to yoga, what time I need to leave to get to my yoga class on time. My, my relationship with God needs to develop the same way my relationship with this GPS is, is there. I am recovered for 10 years. The entire power I had at year one is not sufficient for year 10, which is why I dig into step 10, 11, and 12 deeper and deeper with each year. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Judy Kay, it's your turn. You have the floor. Please go ahead. This is Judy Kay, recovered in Cary, North Carolina. May I be heard? I can hear you well. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for your service, and thank you for the beautiful shares this morning. Um, this paragraph reminds me of the requirement of, of the recognition of powerlessness and the humility that is needed um, to find a higher power and to use that higher power and the big book as a GPS. Um, I'm reminded that a spiritual teacher of mine once said um, that there was a dialogue between a refrigerator and electricity. And it went something like this. The refrigerator was disconnected from the wall and said to the electricity, when I'm disconnected, where do you go? Where are you when I disconnect from, from when I'm disconnected from the wall? And the electricity said to the refrigerator, really, who do you think you are? You're an invention of only 30 years. I've been around for forever. What do you mean, where do I go? I'm always here. And so the refrigerator needed to become a little more uh, humble. And every time I try to connect with God, I realize that it, it requires a humility. It re requires humbling myself to recognize I don't bring God here. God is the higher power. It's not my power. Um, so I, I just love this paragraph for that reason because it reminds me of the humil humility that's needed to be able to say, I can't, you can, you're what drives me. I don't drive you. I, don't, I didn't man manufacture you. You created me. And my creator, what would you have me be today? So I just love this paragraph, and I love the big book, and I love the steps, and I love you all. And I want to wish everybody a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Judy. Okay, we can take another list of names, please. Again, we are on page 48, the second paragraph, that one paragraph only. And if you shared on either Thursday or Friday, uh, please stand back so we can let some others share their experience, strength, and hope. Thank you so much. Okay, who would like to share? Don't be shy. 
Christoph L. Christoph? Yeah. Gotcha. Anyone else? Lisa J. Lisa. Going once, going twice. Lizzie. All right, then. Uh, Maureen. Lizzie. Rachel F. Rachel F. Was it Luby? Yes. Uh, and then there was someone else I missed. Maureen from Massachusetts. Maureen? Yep. Okay, got it. So we've got Christoph L., Lisa J., Luby, Maureen, and Rachel F. All right, Christoph, please go ahead. Hi, this is Christoph L., recovered compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. Uh, one thing that comes to mind with this paragraph is uh, for me, this ready acceptance of these uh, new conveniences like electricity and GPS and phones and all these kinds of things is that electricity and phones and and all these things they they're convenient. They're uh, they're easy to they're easy to adapt to. They're they're there's something positive. There's something that's that's I think is going to make my life easier. So I have an expectation of those things to to do good in my life, just because they, when when I see them at work and I see them, I see well this looks like it's going to help me. Um, when I think about when I think about a higher power and I think about a, a uh, program of recovery, that is something that is that has to yank me out of the disease and out of my addiction. So that doesn't sound very good to me as an addict. Um, so I think, I think that there is a bigger hurdle to, to accept these things, this, this higher power, this program of recovery, uh, than to accept these conveniences. Um, it's like they say, it's got to hurt before it's getting better. I have to put my finger right in the wound and say, here it is. I have to work through this and, it's not it's not very convenient i have to say you know it wasn't very convenient for me it wasn't very uh it wasn't very pleasant um but it sure is pleasant now here uh where i'm at today with all these tools that i've gained through this program and with all this uh, beautiful experiences and all these meetings i've i've attended so far and um i just wanted to share my Christoph, we lost you. Okay, I'm back. Thank yeah. you so much for pointing that out. Um, I'm not sure what you heard, but uh, it's just that I'm just going to close with saying um, if you're out there and you think this program of recovery doesn't sound very convenient, it doesn't sound very attractive, um, just uh, let me assure you that uh, on the other side here, you know, if there is another side, but once you're through the steps and... Uh, you're uh, working 10, 11, 12 on a daily basis. It is so much more convenient in my life now, at least, than what it's ever been. So um, keep coming back. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for your service. Awesome. Thank you, Christoph. Okay. Lisa J., you're up. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. And this whole concept of um, – I'm Lisa J. I have a desire not to eat compulsively today. 
but I want that to come to me. You know, I want to feel good. Just I want to wake up and feel good. I don't want to have to do anything to feel good. I just want to feel good. And, you know, food did that for me for a long time. But I noticed that through my life with this concept of electricity that we're talking about. When I flip that switch, I want the electricity to be there. I want the light to come on. In fact, I come to expect it. I don't even think when I flip that switch, I want the light to come on. I know it's going to come on. And I have confidence that it's going to come on. And I, living this life, flipping the switch for me meant if I woke up and felt good, yay, it's going to be a good day. You know, the sun is shining, open the curtains. But so many days I don't feel like that, right? But if I did get that day, and I was lucky enough to get that day, inevitably throughout that day, something would happen and that switch would flip. And I had no power over it. And I would just be like, you know, someone would pull out in front of me, my husband would say something, I would get in an argument with somebody, you know, I would just get irritated and annoyed, and my switch would flip, and I would be, it would flip my day upside down. The rest of the day would just be crap. Well, now I have these practical steps, and I am confident that if I do a 10th step when I feel irritated or angry, the switch can flip the other way. I never had that before this program. I never, ever had the experience that when I had a bad day and I started out in a bad mood that the switch could be flipped. But I have to do something. It doesn't just come to me. I have to take action. And, you know, with the belief and the faith that it happens because little by little I've learned that it really, really does. And even still, I don't know, eight years into uh, sobriety and four years into food sobriety, I know that when I get into that step 10 and I start doing it, I'm like, it's not going to work this time. I don't think it's going to work this time. But every single time it works. And so I'm really, really grateful uh, that I'm here this morning. I'm grateful that there is space for me to say this out loud because I needed to flip the switch today. And here it is. It worked again. So I keep coming back. Thanks for letting me share. Pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay, Lou B, your turn. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, my name is Lou B. I'm from. I'm a compulsive. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Texas, and I'm so glad to be here this morning. I'm, I woke up early. I don't. I don't always get to be on the meeting. I listen to it every day on a recording, but I don't always get to be on. And um, I didn't really feel like sharing this morning, but when there was this long pause, I thought, okay, look, <laughs> you're on. Just say your name. So I don't know what I'm about to say. I could almost just say ditto to the last share because that's exactly what I was thinking about, like just this miraculous switch that flips when I surrender to my higher power. You know, um, I I was with my mom this weekend, and I haven't seen her in nine months because of COVID. And, uh, wow, there were a couple times where – not more – oh, gosh, there was more than a couple. There were several times that I used the tools of this program, like, directly, and I was so grateful – that I had the, uh, I don't know, whatever, the wherewithal, maybe God's gift to do that. You know, I mean, several times I just breathed and paused and and just said, help me, God, help me, God, help me, God, you know, because I love my mom, but but I tend to bump into her. um, And I tend, you know, my character defects come out when I'm with her. uh, So I'm so grateful for this switch that was just described because it, it absolutely happens for me. And and as was said earlier, if you're new and you, you don't know if this is going to work for you, 
um, just stick around because it will, it does. And, um, you know, higher power is a, is a pretty powerful thing and <clears throat> works in a lot of different ways in a lot of different lives. And um, if you don't believe it can happen in your life, look around and see how it's happening in other people's lives and, and maybe begin to believe that it can happen for you too if it's happening for them. Um, yeah, so that's all I have. I'm really glad to be with you guys this morning, and I'm I'm grateful for everybody who does service to help make this meeting possible. So thank you, moderator. I'll pass. Thank you, Lou. Glad to have you live and in person. Okay, Maureen, it's your turn. Please go ahead. <clears throat> Hi, this is Maureen, and thank you for everyone who's doing service on this meeting. I volunteered because I hate awkward silences, so I <laughs> I thought I'd put my name in. But um, I live with uh, three teenage boys and a little girl who's 11, and I the opportunities for self-improvement are always there because my boys are always um, more than willing to point out my character defects or the things that they feel like should be right in the world that may not be. And it kind of reminds me of this um, this paragraph and just how uh, how um, how the intellect and our belief that we need to know to understand or we need to know to believe can really be a barrier to recovery in this program. And I'm working on my second graduate degree. I, I truly believe in the power of the intellect and education to have a positive impact on people's lives and mine. But with this program, it's just deaf because um, my my own thinking got me to uh, 40 pounds overweight and to just misery and a feeling of self-loathing and shame and and an unhealthy body. And when I abandoned what I believed to be true and was open to being guided by something other than my own intellect, it's then that I became recovered. And um you know, as my teenagers are questioning everything, it's exhausting to listen to them sometimes. I mean, they're doing exactly what they should be doing. It's their stage of development. But I'm a grown-up, and I I know now that I don't need to know everything, that I can see what works for other people and think, well, maybe there's stuff that I just don't know and that I don't have to know. But I could surrender to perhaps that unknowing. And so in this way, I get on my knees at the start of the day, and I ask my higher power to guide and direct my actions. I ask him to give me a pause before taking action. And I ask for the grace to do the next right thing. And because of that, I'm not eating, and I haven't eaten for years outside of things that will hurt my body. And I have just been so blessed to have some life outside of chasing my next hit. And that has only become from the humility that's required and the grace that comes from not needing to know all the answers all the time. So, um, again, my thanks for people doing service. I wish everyone a wonderful Monday. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maureen. Okay, Rachel F., your turn. My name is Rachel. I am a compulsive overeater based in the UK, and this is my first time sharing at this meeting, so I'm I'm nervous about it for some reason. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I was just thinking um, about a story um, I was once told by a sponsor about this, and 
about white socks. My socks are always kind of gray. And um, I have a really good friend whose socks are always white. And I'm just constantly baffled why I can't be, you know, the white, have white socks and I always look grungy and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I asked her, what do you do? Well, I use this detergent and I wash it for this long and I use this spin cycle or whatever. And I had no question. I would just, okay, great. If I want white socks, I'll go do exactly what she says um, and, and then get the same result. And I really struggled with um with this chapter and and sort of believing that a power greater than myself would do for me what I could not do for myself. Um, But I could see it in others over and over again. There was so much evidence of this working in other people's lives. And um, I wanted that and I wanted to know exactly how to get it. And, and, you know, the way that it's written in this book are the instructions. And all I had to do was that. And this would work for me too. But I did, it took me a while to start believing that, but so much evidence is there um, in working in the lives of other of other people in this program. Um, you know, and I I think about um, you know love is something I can I can definitely feel for for people in my life. I absolutely feel it is definitely a real thing, but I can't touch it like the electricity, right? I can't see it. I can't even describe it properly, but I know that it's real. So why would I think that that this power that I can feel, um, this God, this power greater than myself, I can feel it. Why would I try to continuously convince myself that it's not, you know? So, um, yeah, it it is very much a, a blind faith thing at the beginning. And it kind of went from a process of of hoping that maybe this is real to kind of believing, hey, yeah, this is real, to kind of knowing that I can actually rely on this Um in my daily life. So um, thanks for letting me share. I don't know how to unmute myself. If you could tell me how to do that, that'd be great. Thank you. To unmute yourself? You already are Uh, unmuted. To uh, to mute myself so no one hears me again for today. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, just hit star six. I mean, star one, sorry. Star one to mute yourself again. And you're good to go. Okay. Who else would like to share on what was read? We'd love to take some more names. We got Katie time. G from Boston. Katie. Hi, what page are you on, please? Page 48, second paragraph. Blanca BG. Blanca. Sandy C. Sandy C. And there was someone else in there I missed. It was all distorted. Sorry. So M. Selena M. Selena M. Okay. Probably take one more. Pedro B. I'm sorry. Who? Pedro B. Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. Okay, so we have Katie, Blanca, Sandy, Selena, I think it is, and Pedro. Go ahead, Katie. You're up. Hey, Amy G, Katie G from Boston. Grateful to be here. Recovered. Um, Yeah, I I really want to pick up on this idea of my mind knowing what's best. You know, I am... 
I am such a stickler for facts and results. It's like, okay, so you mean if I put down the food and I do every single step the exact way you tell me, I'm going to get C. So A plus B is always going to get C. And there's a fable, and I'm pro I don't know how to explain it very well, but the moral of the story is that when things happen, the problem is never what's happening. The problem is my judgment of the situation. And anybody who has a, a few 24 hours in these rooms of living life, of living cancer diagnoses, of living um, many different things that we all walk through, you know, the problem is that I'm catastrophizing and saying, I know what's best, and hey, God, I abstained, I made my calls, I did my step 10, <laughs> where's my stuff, right? But the thing is, the, the, the best thing about this program is I need to forget all the things I know. Because God, you know, if I really want a relationship with God, can I let go of C? Can I trust that there's actually something bigger than me that thinks bigger than me and that might want what's better than, than I can imagine, but I have to walk through some pain, right? But I don't like pain. I think that this is feel good anonymous. Like if you're not going to give me the exact prescription that's going to get me what I want, I'm not going to be able, okay? I'm not going to do it and I'm going to play God. But the amazing thing is that this meeting, this Healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting is a ticker tape parade for God and facts and results. Because if you listen to the long-termers on this line, they are telling us that they have put down the food for 33 years, one day at a time, worked through the steps, and gotten a relationship with God, and things that happened to them were better than anything they could have planned. So this process is a process of ego deflation. It's about saying, I don't know, maybe this thing is a crisis. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'll just show up and not try and predict the wreckage of the future. Um, so it is, this, show, this meeting is a, a demonstration of facts and results and of getting to God. But I have to be careful, too, to remember it doesn't mean I get what I want. Like, just because I'm showing up and doing my entire abstinence and this program of recovery, it doesn't mean that God owes me, right? It means that for some reason, by God's grace and mercy, I'm allowed to live today, abstinent and recovered, if I continue to maintain, if I continue to grow, I hear you, in understanding and effectiveness. And thanks, Ames. I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G. Okay, Blanca, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, can I be heard? I can hear you well. Please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, well, this paragraph resonates throughout my, you know, my entire mind, body, and soul. I, you know, it's talking. <clears throat> what it says to me is um, believing and trusting that something greater than ourselves is there to guide and help us and make us feel safe. But as a result of, um, from a very young age of, of so, adults that were the closest to me, disappointing me, lying to me, betraying my, my trust, <clears throat> one can just imagine the trust issues I had and I had continued to have them throughout my life. I mean, I just, I can't think of many people people places or things that I trusted 
it was kind of like for anyone to gain my trust, for me to believe in anything. I had to be, it had to be proven. It had to be shown. I was one of those. But the work, the working through the, the this program, through the grace of this program, I learned that that what it had, what about why I was that way, what had happened to me along the way, what my experience had been that had made me just rely on myself, and for years that's how it was. I felt I'm the only one I can rely on, but of course, the problem there was that. I was an addict. I was a. I was. I had a, an obsession of the of my mind and dysfunctional behaviors that I could not rely on. And so when I could not rely on myself, what was left? It was a pretty lonely feeling. Not much. There wasn't anything out there. Well, if I can't rely and believe in myself, if I continue to disappoint myself with my dysfunctional behaviors, my self destruction. And what is there? And that's where the hopelessness came in for me. But because of this program and many years of working it out and, and, and getting the layers off that onion, as they say, one layer at a time, I have been able to rely on a power greater than myself and to trust in others as well as this guide, this higher power that is with me and has helped me to feel safe and secure and have faith. And uh, it's easy to have faith when things are going well. The challenge is when things are not going well. Where do I go? What do I believe? Do I really and sincerely believe that my higher power but the people in this program will help me get through it. Yeah. And on that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Ronka. Sandy C., please go ahead. Thank you, Amy. And Sandy C. in Fall River, can you hear me? I can. Please go ahead. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, so I recently suggested to one of my sponsees that she share on the line. And I thought, ooh, Kel's hypocrisy if I don't also share when I feel what I call my higher powers nudge, the capital N nudge that I get when I am, um, when it's time to do something. And I, the more I listen to the nudge, the happier and more peaceful I am. And I resonated to lots. Of, I love all the metaphors. They're so useful. And um, I just want to say that reading this paragraph with you guys every morning has been a great and good gift in that I uncovered that I had a resentment toward God and, um, I paint such a picture of a good girl and perfect and wonderful that um, I was the last person on the block to find out that I resented God. And I, worked, I used the 10-step and I worked through it and I shared and um, I got relief and I resonated to the uh, what was said about, I just want to be happy. And to me, it's, I just want to be happy, damn it. And... Um, what I wanted to tell you guys is that once I uncovered and released that resentment, I was able to hear um, a way of praying that really is supporting me and making a huge difference in my life. And if you want, it's an outside issue, but if you want to hear what that is, you can, uh, I'm on the member list, Sandy C in Fall River. 
And I just also wanted to say how grateful I am um, that it only took me five years to uh, go from listening to one Vision for You meeting to listening all the time to Vision for You. And perhaps I hope that for some of you that's a cautionary tale. Maybe don't do it that way. Maybe just keep listening and watch the um, courage and willingness emerge. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay, Philomena. I only got your name right with a little help from my friends, so to speak. Go ahead, your turn. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amy. It's just one of those names. Hi, I'm Philomena, a gratefully recovered compulsive operator from Northern Ireland. And um, yeah, I've loved to share it. The practical individual of today is a stickler for facts and results. Um, when I was introduced to meditation in my 20s, I thought, oh, do you know, I, I don't know about this sitting down in silence and repeating the word, you know, for 20 minutes, you know, how can this, how can this actually do anything, you know? Um, but it was the results that convinced me. It was my experience. It wasn't all the books that are written or anyone else's experience. It was my own experience. When I dragged myself out of bed, you know, because I was depressed and sat down in a chair and repeated one prayer word for 20 minutes, somehow the load lifted. And it lifted enough uh, for me to wonder what happened there? Do you know why was I so heavy burdened before this time? And my mind had been all over the place. A lot of people think they can't meditate, but it's not a matter of being successful at sticking with the mantra. The success is returning after failure, returning after the mind wanders and returning and letting go and letting go and letting go. And I think this program is all about letting go, letting go of all the conceptions we have of God. We can never get to the bottom of what our part is. And for people who are agnostic, um, I think, maybe maybe they think that other people have a very clear idea of what God is. Maybe, you know, I think it's an adventure, you know, that we get glimpses from time to time and at other times we feel bereft and as if, you know, we're not close to God and, and that's life. And it's the glimpses are worth the hanging on and the discipline and, um, you know, getting to a place of balance. And there's so much joy in life if we can keep on trusting the results will keep on coming, you know. And I planted some bulbs last October and I shared on the meeting. I didn't know whether I would see them or not. I mean, I've experienced the cancer. None of us knows if we have tomorrow. We just have today. But today I have a lovely vase full of daffodils and camellias and um, other beautiful flowers from my garden. And I'm just, you know, so grateful. And I've got the gift of music more in my life now. And you know, the joy keeps on coming and I just believe that there's more and more and more for me and for all of us. And with that, I'll pass and thank you all for being here. Thank you so much, Philomena. Okay, Pedro. Pedro B, I think. Go ahead, Pedro. Good morning. Thank you. Can you hear me? I can. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us. I'm really grateful to uh, to be at this meeting. I'm grateful that I know that I am a compulsive overeater today, just like I was yesterday, and just like I'm going to be tomorrow. No doubt about that. Um, 
and I feel recovered today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to continue doing what's working. Anyways, um, this paragraph um, is the practical individual today is stickler for fact. And I'm a stickler for fact and results. So it's talking about me. Nevertheless, it's going to send to readily accept theories of all kinds, provided they are firmly grounded in fact. Oh, yes. I love facts. I need to see and, and feel. We have numerous theories, for example, about electricity. The other thing that I think about is gravity. You know, it doesn't matter whether I believe or don't believe. If I step off the roof, I'm going down. See? So that's a fact. See? And, and the fact is that I cannot see gravity, just like I cannot see electricity, just like I cannot see this power in my life. But it's working. It works. See? So, um, uh, you know, I said everybody believes them without a murmur of a doubt. Yeah, I believe gravity works. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on this earth. Yes, I believe electricity works. Otherwise, I, I, would, I wouldn't have uh, cold stuff in my refrigerator and the light that I have right now. Uh, why this ready acceptance? I'm, I'm ready to accept the fact that gravity works and electricity works simply because it is impossible to explain what we see, feel, direct, and use without a reasonable assumption as a starting point. You know, and, and uh, you know, in the beginning of this chapter, there's, there's a line that says, if that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. So um, I cannot see my spirit. I can only feel it, you know. I can't can touch it. I can, but I can feel it, right? It's spiritual. Um, for me, uh, and then and the other thing that comes up for me is this lack of power was our dilemma, right? So, um, left my own devices. My best thinking got me here. Right? A compulsive overeater. Uh, so I'm really grateful that. Um, you know, uh, that I am where I'm at today, that I have grown up to this point, and that I'm willing to uh, to work this program today, that I'm willing, you know, that desire, is this, you know, it's time? It is. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought I only spoke about 30 seconds. Well, thank you so <laughs> much, everybody. <laughs> I hope uh, I get it. I feel that way sometimes too, Pedro. No problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you, everybody, I, I wish uh, a peaceful, happy, healthy day for everyone. And thank you for being here for me. Thank you so much, Pedro. And thank you, everyone who I shared today. What an awesome meeting and what a great way to start the week. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing of this meeting. The share ID for today's meeting, April 5th, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting is 16,706-16706. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Kathy S., could you please read a vision for you? Yes. Thank you, Amy. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.